police. No, I'm supposed to. T- <laughs> I'm supposed to tease, not start the story. Okay. So anyway, the way it usually goes is we start with the tease. <laughs> and police. Sheila, for, for some reason, Sheila introduces us. Police, I say. Yes. Oh, I know what you're saying. You're saying police. Yes. Like, subscribe, and follow. This is True Really News. Police ask your friends to like, subscribe, and follow. This is True Really News. And watch it or listen to it on your favorite podcast outlet. There. I said it, and I'm glad. Ooh, look. Martin Luther approves. Hey, Marty. Hey, can we get his voice? German is such a comforting language. Even I love you sounds like a threat. Especially if you yell at someone. <laughs> Life is scary. Life is short, so tell your friend, tell your people that you love you, love them. Life is also scary, so yell it at him in German. <laughs> oh, God. We could Sheila. be a meme. <laughs> Sheila, Sheila, Sheila! This is True Really News with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true. Really? As far as you know. KXLY TV reported that a family in Spear Lake, Idaho, mm. has been left without a roof for three weeks. Tornado? Nope. Contractor mistakenly tore their roof off their home. Wrong roof. Jessica Hotman, the owner, said the contractor covered the house with a tarp, left a letter saying there had been a miscommunication and the crew had been sent to the wrong address. This was three weeks earlier. Yes. And now no one wants to take any blame for it. Oh, for the roofing company said, oh, the insurance company will handle it. The insurance company denying the family's claims. Why? I don't know. In the meantime, rainy weather has caused mold and mildew inside the home, along with damage to floors, drywall, and carpeting. Bids to reinstall the metal roof are coming in now at over $70,000. And I'm, is, I'm suing the insurance company is what family I'm has contacted the state's attorney general and the better business bureau seeking yeah. legal counsel saying it's very costly mistake. It should have been fixed in a perfect world. Yes. But in this day and age, we play blame someone else. Well, and insurance companies are in business to take your money and, and not pay out because that's how they make out. their money. Yeah. But honestly, the contractor screwed here should be one way or another, but step I'm thinking- up. If my insurance company doesn't, oh, I'm, I'm taking it. I'm go, I'll go after him and them. Yep. I just, it's, it's a sign of the times that no one's responding. I'm not to blame. It was something else. Hmm. Well, this story oddly dovetails into that. Police in the Sicilian city of Caneto di Caronia. Sure. Caneto di Caronia. Is that the village of Smith? Yes, have been absolutely mystified by a series of incidents. Mystified, I tell you. (laughs) Mystified or dozens of different items in a wide variety of locations have been bursting into flames. In some cases, burning down entire homes and businesses. So we're talking mass spontaneous combustion? Nobody knows how or why. At first... Electrical problems were suspected since a lot of electrical household items like refrigerators, freezers, and fans were going up in smoke. But then non-electric objects like chairs began spontaneously combusting as well as appliances that were turned off and unplugged. I've seen unplugged electrical cables burst into flames with my own eyes 
but I just can't explain it, said one policeman in Sicilian. The local electric supplier, Enel, even cut off power to the whole town, but the mysterious blazes continued. Arson investigators and combustion experts have tried and failed to identify the cause. So the town has done the only thing they can do. Brought in an exorcist. Gabrielle Amorth, who says... Max Ancito is still around? It says, it's simple. Demons occupy a house and appear in the electrical goods. Oh, yeah, right. I totally forgot about that. See? I mean, I would have never thought of that. Nor would I. Actually, now that I've heard it, I would have never thought of that. Yeah, right. Jeremiah James Taylor is 33 years old, and he broke into a Park County Sheriff's substation near Lake George, Colorado, and took off in a marked patrol car, according to USA Today. That's the entire story in USA Today, because they do very short stories. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really hold it against him completely, though. It was at 3.27 in the morning. A call for domestic violence in progress was broadcast over the police radio system mm -hmm. in nearby Teller County. Okay. Taylor was the first to arrive at the home in fluorescent with his siren blaring. Okay. The unfamiliar Park County Sheriff appeared intoxicated and the car was damaged. And when Teller County deputies asked Taylor to turn off the car and step out, he sped away. Crashing into the woods later after a high-speed chase and attempting to flee on foot. Well, so he staggered off. Finally. I know. I'll outrun. Do you know how to run? Yeah, okay. I got this. Finally, Taylor was arrested, charged with four felony counts, including impersonating a police officer. Of course. See, because alcohol, when you, when you consume too much alcohol, everything seems like a good idea. You might even feel as if you're a ninja. And then you'll feel as if you're an idiot. Or a member yeah. of the Castrati. <laughs> LeCount Maddox was determined to rob a Fort Worth Taco Bell. So he gets some creative points for riding up to the drive-thru on his bicycle, but he It'll loses be... points for being hungry. Okay. See, when he got to the window, he displayed his pistol and told him to fill a bag with cash. Then he added one item to the order. And give me a chalupa, he said. <laughs> Quick-thinking employees explained to Lockout that they didn't have any chalupas made up, and they'd have to hand-roll one for him. Ever the mm. patient, Robert, Lockout said, he could wait. So while one employee made the order, the other called the cops. Lockout... LeCount was still waiting, pistol and loot bag in hand, when two Fort Worth's finest screamed up and shouted, drop the chalupa. See how I worked that in there? I did. That's fun. Very unique of you. Oh. A chase ensued. Wait, hang on. Oh. Oh, thank you. Hmm. A chase ensued. LeCount pedaling like a madman. He didn't stop for anything, even gunshot wounds to his arm and leg. When he was finally cornered, the police discovered why he never returned fire. It was a toy gun. Pew, 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 pew. pew. Oh, my. So when the hoity and the toity drive to the Hamptons, according to Insider, 
they they battle weekend traffic. Oh yes, and it's horrible. It's and, absolutely frightful. And are rushing to urologists for a cure for Hampton's bladder. Prostate artery embolization for men, which reduces the size of the prostate, and bladder Botox, which decreases urinary frequency for the ladies. That just hurts to think about. Yep, we're back to that fence. <laughs> they they come out to the Hamptons, said Dr. David Schusterman, a Big Apple urologist. They come out to the Hamptons and have to stop four or five times on the way, but can't find a restroom. And when they're in a car with a bunch of people, they're embarrassed because they have to go to the bathroom every hour. But I've lost three friends because I'm the driver and I'm not going to stop. <laughs> no, you're a dick. Yeah, you really are. One happy customer, though, said that after the procedure, he feels like a kid. There's no dread now. <laughs> uh, I can save it all till I'm there to mark my territory. He's so happy he could pee up his leg. <laughs> but he, <laughs> he, he can't now, so there. wants to. This is True Really News. Send email to TITR at netradio.network.